BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I'm really trying to think my thing is with them is that they're all so unique and different. I feel like Mm -hmm. it takes such a hustle because like to be like a really like a pop star, like a pop icon, like to be such, you know, it's it's not just having like one even really big album or two. I feel like once you hit like the three, that really solidifies you more so. Everyone's got their thing. Welcome back, fanatics. Today is going to be an amazing episode because we are with TikTok superstar Brooklyn Webb. Of course, we're also with the one and only Claire Kramer. Claire, say hello. Hello. Hi, Jake. How are you doing today? I am doing great. And I'm actually ecstatic because today we're going to get to talk about female pop stars who I love. And you'll never guess who my favorite is. And I'm not going to tell you until the end of the episode. So don't even try. Okay. okay? Keep us in suspense. <laughs> I can't handle it. But yes, today we have on Brooklyn Webb, who is a TikTok creator. Mm-hmm. She is a body positivity advocate. I love that about her. It's amazing. She was a recent panelist on the Rap Power Women Summit and Powering Women in Music panel. And you know what? She's also, funny enough, talking about female pop stars, she's also released some singles. Her single, My Crown, has over 3 million views. And she released her Christmas single, My Slay, which is available on all streaming platforms. Anyway, Brooklyn is here. She is awesome. And we are talking about female pop stars. But she's not a pop star, but she's like a, a star in her own right. She has 10 million people following her on TikTok. It's crazy. Not only has 10 million people following her, but the way that she just helps her followers to really just accept their body for what it is, uh, it's really inspiring to me. Because that's not an easy thing to talk about. That's not easy to go on social media and just be like, hey, you know, this is my body. I love it. And tell others they can too. Because there's so many trolls out there. So I applaud Brooklyn because it's not easy to celebrate your body. I mean, it's so important in this digital age and in the, you know, we've talked about social media being so accessible and Mm -hmm. obviously kids, teenagers, tweenagers are given phones much earlier than my generation or I had a cell phone and content is out there. So to create content that's actually doing good and like good for someone who's a young girl to watch, that's so important. I'm so happy we got a chance to shine the spotlight on Brooklyn herself. Yeah, because she's an uplifting person. And, you know, after you listen to this episode, Fanatics, I feel like you're going to feel that energy and you're going to feel a little uplifted yourself. So get excited because we're about to talk Amazing pop stars with the one and only Brooklyn Webb. Woohoo! All right, Brooklyn Webb, are you more Team Katy Perry or Team Taylor Swift, and why? Taylor Swift all the way. I mean, as far as I know, they've made up now, but I was definitely 
more team Taylor Swift just because I don't know. I'm a Taylor girl at my heart. I have a I have a severe Taylor Swift addiction, especially right now. Well, there's something about her lyrics that everyone sort of of your generation relates to, right? What is it? What does she do that's different than other pop stars? What I really love is that there's just really a song with her for like every mood and it feels like mm. from a different voice, a different perspective because there's just so much there. So it feels like a familiar voice to me. But then it's just no matter what type of mood I'm in or how I'm feeling, there's always something I can relate to. I love it. So today we are talking about female pop stars, right? Yes. And so Brooklyn, just give us your definition of female pop stars. What does it mean? What are the parameters to fit into your love for female pop stars? I mean, the parameters is really just any woman in music. What makes it a pop star specifically to me is when they're a performer beyond just being like a singer or creating music, but when they're really that performer and they have a whole other aspect to their artistry, amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I remember seeing Lady Gaga do the halftime show and it just blew my mind because this woman's an amazing singer, but she's just a force of nature doing things I could only dream about. And that, you know, that shows why she is just on another level to me. Exactly, because I think that there's so many incredible singers, so many incredibly talented people, but it takes something else to have that star power and really just be a performer. Yeah, and is dancing a big part of that performance? Do they have to dance or can they just maybe perform in other ways? I don't think that they have to dance because you can perform in other ways. You don't have to be a ph like a phenomenal dancer to do all of this. It's more so like almost the creativity and the attention to detail and storytelling through whatever they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. The costumes, the whole like journey. Jake, we've talked about this before. It's back to the whole like storytelling through music versus yes. just like releasing singles. I do get that with like pop music. There is that storytelling, especially when you're watching like you said a halftime show or you're watching a concert. What is the best concert you've been to or that you've watched live on TV or, you know, streamed? I think one of the best that I've seen in person was I saw Ariana Grande was like my first major concert I went mm. to in 2019. And that was just her vocals live were so incredible. It was so amazing. I also loved Billie Eilish. I saw her live for her hometown encore show recently. It was actually, I wasn't even supposed to see it with my friends, but then we last minute were able to get pit tickets and we were like, yes. And that was just like the most incredible performance. Love it. So we've named Billie. We've named Katy Perry. We've named Taylor Swift. Ariana. Ariana. Give us a few more of the female pop stars that really empower you. Oh my gosh, a few more off the top of my head. I mean, Lady Gaga was already named. Of course. Oh, yeah. She like defined so much of the early 2010s and just, oh my gosh. It, my favorite thing about it is watching the pop stars really go through the eras and different things and reinvent themselves. I find that so incredible. Absolutely. I'm a big Rihanna fan. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Beyonce. Beyonce. I mean, I feel like the original sort of pop stars were back in my in my generation was like Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, even going back a little further to like Debbie Gibson and Tiffany. Those were like Madonna. the originals. I don't know. I, I wouldn't consider she was like a different. You wouldn't consider not she a was pop like star. The... I don't know. What do you think, Brooklyn? I felt Madonna was like the pop star, especially of the 80s, like Material Girl. Yeah, she's the OG. Mm -hmm. So, okay, we've talked about the dancing, the choreography, the storytelling, the performance aspect. How important are the lyrics? Taylor Swift, we're talking about the lyrics a lot. I mean, I feel like that yeah. is super tied into what makes a good pop star as well, right? 
Definitely. I think having the versatility, because obviously with pop stars, they're putting out kind of this more commercial hits. Typically, you know, whenever it's the lead singles that come off of the albums, it's more commercial. But I think at least for my opinion, specifically with Taylor Swift, I think her best or her most well-written songs were the ones that are off the album weren't as heavily promoted and pushed mainstream. So it's definitely the lyrics are important, but I also don't mind just having like a fun, like catchy pop song. Exactly. I mean, you got to have something to dance to and clean your house to, you know, (laughs) as my daughter says, it doesn't have to be that deep. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I I like it when artists have the versatility. There is some stuff that goes deeper, but then sometimes I just want to like, yeah, tell us your different moods and like what you will play in your different like scenarios throughout the day. Waking up Brooklyn. What is waking up Brooklyn play? Waking up Brooklyn. I feel like I was saying a Taylor Swift kick. Like it's actually been like, I have this playlist of like Taylor Swift love songs. They're all kind of generally like more chill. Like I'll kind of put that on at any point during the day. There's also like a mix of some like Cohen Gray. That's not really like a female pop star, but like, you know, a good mix of just kind of that more chill, but like emotional music. If I'm like getting ready with my friends to like maybe go out or like we're doing something with the girls, throw on some like Doja Cat, Megan The Stallion, uh-huh. like, some fun, like, you know. Some Lizzo, get ready, you know. <laughs> oh, I love Lizzo. How about chill evening at home, like just hanging out, watching some movies? What kind of gets you in the mood for that? Maybe some Billy, some Ariana. I'll put on some like more of the chill. I really go in like circles. I'll usually have like a current listens playlist, mm-hmm. but then it changes so often that, yeah. Brooklyn, what are your feelings on Selena Gomez? You know, she's now more of an actress than a pop star, but do you like her music? I like her music. Honestly, I never listened to Selena like a whole lot. I listened to like her hits that were like really big, especially right when she was coming off of Disney Channel. More recently, I haven't, but I'd love to, I'd love to see her come back and see what she would create in like an album she would now. Cause I'm so curious because she hasn't done music in so long. Yeah. And is there a female pop star though that you don't like? One that perhaps is just not on the level of all these other powerful, strong, talented women i don't know like someone who's like the paris hilton of pop stars paris hilton i'm really trying to think my thing is with them is that they're all so unique and different and i feel like it mm-hmm. takes such a hustle because like to be like a really like a pop star like a pop icon like to be such you know it's, it's not just having like one even really big album or two i feel like once you hit like the three that really solidifies you more so Mm-hmm. And I love that you answered that potentially negative question in a super positive way. So thank you for that, Brooklyn. <laughs> I was trying to think, but I just like, I don't know. I, I can't say I'm wrong about them. Those are my girls. I hear you. I love it. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, they say this about pizza or candy, like even a bad piece of pizza or a bad piece of candy is still good. Yeah, <laughs> true. Exactly. How important is writing your own lyrics? I feel like you can definitely tell when an artist writes their own lyrics and works on their projects. Like with Taylor Swift, for example, it's so shown through in the artistry and the full everything, which I think is why she's having such a big effect right now is because everything is so cohesive with her because you can tell she had such a big part in it. I don't mind more of the commercial or like if they haven't written their lyrics because it's also like you get into a studio and you're like in a session, like it's really hard to just write on your own. It's very rare that an artist will completely write something on their own and not bounce off of other people and their ideas. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Have you ever tried to make any pop music? How are you as a singer? I actually released a song that was a satire project. Yeah. Like a year and a half ago. Yeah. 
and it was basically a satire of like pop TikTok music kind of in a way. I love that. It was made to be like a cheesy pop song, but then also have just like this very underlying tone of not taking itself too seriously, just like the epitome of what I saw as like a cheesy kind of pop song. I love that. How did you get the idea to do that? I was watching a lot of other creators who were just trying their hand at music because I think it's amazing to just want to create and try new things and then putting it out for other people. And they were just young people just getting absolutely ripped on by people online. Like, I don't know why people just getting so unbelievably mad, like Dixie D'Amelio, Addison Rae, that whole kind of era of TikTok music, like just so mad. I was like, hmm. People already get kind of just like bad sometimes by me in general. (laughs) So I'm like, what if I made a song that's purposefully made to kind of piss people off, but like document it, you know, to show them like and feed into it in ways and different stuff so that maybe people can get in their heads. If you focus less on the negative of all this stuff, you could actually give your experience like talented artists, you know, because you're really just blowing up all of these songs by giving it so much negative attention. Yeah, Yeah, I mean... And the whole point of art is like, it's not meant to be judged. You know, of course, like great art rises to the top, but art is creation. And whether it's good or bad, when you create something and put it out there, that's the definition of art and being an artist. Exactly. And it's like the actual song, like the production on it, and everyone who worked on it was so incredible because I worked with people because that's not my area of expertise. Yeah. It was really incredible to get to see the behind the scenes and everything that goes into it. And like, it's a very like, good song when it comes to the production the work even the lyrics are silly but it's so well written for exactly what it's meant to be so it was such just a fun project for me going into the whole like I got to live my little pop star fantasy for a minute come up with a persona like do all that I think that that's why I love it so much it's amazing now Brooklyn if you could collab with one of your favorite hero pop stars who would it be and why I think I know the answer but tell us Actually, I would never put myself behind the microphone. One thing I learned from that experience, I had so much fun doing it. I am not a singer. (laughs) Fair enough. I'd be honored to just sit and watch them do their thing or like even just like be in the same room as them. What if you could just hit the cowbell while they sing? It's, It's them singing and you're hitting the cowbell. Just boom. I would love to see one of Ariana Grande's actually like her. Oh. I saw this. The TikTok that she did when she did the remix with The Weeknd mm-hmm. and she was doing her own like producing on it and recording it herself and like working on the tracks and her vocal layering like I'd love to see wow. that happen. yeah see I thought you were gonna say Taylor Swift I love that that no. I would have been wrong <laughs> it's a it's a really good guess what do you think draws some pop stars to a female group versus going out solo because you know you got the groups the good classic like Spice Girls groups Spice you know Girls. And then I think all of them at one point tried a solo career. Mm-hmm. But what makes like the group of women successful versus the singulars in a situation like that? Let's go like Beyonce, like Beyonce with Destiny's Child. And then she goes, does her own thing. Kelly Rowland does her own thing like that. I think the groups are really kind of when you're like young and you're just getting into the scene. And maybe it's like the first opportunity you have. Like, I mean, the music industry has changed so much, but especially with like labels and with getting that branding and getting almost kind of that pop star persona and everything. And that's what makes these female groups really successful is because there's a different kind of creative eye behind it, giving the push that's been in it for a while. And then when they go out as a solo artist, if they've kind of learned and they understand how to do that and rebrand as their own solo artist. Mm -hmm. To me, it's almost like it's like these caged birds you have and then you let them free and they go and do their own thing. (laughs) 
And it's always so cool when a group splits off to see everyone's own unique, like what their actual artistry is. Because I feel like after being in a group for a few years too, you figure out what your sound is versus the group sounds. So that would be so, it's such an interesting transition to make. Definitely. Absolutely. I like that. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Okay, we talked about like you went to some concerts, Ariana's concert in particular. What is the difference between like in-person enjoyment of a female pop star versus at-home enjoyment? Actually, I I used to say it would be the performance and the crowd's energy I feel like is the biggest thing. Uh This might be a controversial take. I don't like concerts at all as much nowadays, and I'm way less inclined to go to them because I feel like there's not this energy fully being given to the artist and this undivided attention because everyone's trying to take a video on their cell phone. Yeah. It's not the same as, like, everyone being present and, like, feeding their artist and being reactive, you know? I feel like everyone's just trying to get that clip for social media or, like... Yeah, it's so true. It takes away... And they say that, you know, about a lot of things. Having that... That computer in the palm of your hand takes away from being present in the moment, you know? And it's like, what are you going to do? You're going to share it? You're going to watch it later? No. Like, who cares? And it, it takes away from that energy that you're talking about. You can look up the music videos of the artist or like, I bet that there's like a concert video. It's just like because everyone's just constantly recording the whole thing on their cell phones. I think one of the most powerful, I believe it was Billie Eilish. At one point during her concert, she said, no, for this one song, everyone put your phones away. Like everyone put them down and just enjoy and be present in the moment. That's very cool. I love that. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, Brooklyn, you clearly have a lot of love for these female pop stars. When did this begin for you? You know, do you remember like when you first like started listening to their music and really got into it? I think just honestly, ever since I've been born, like it's just always <laughs> what I've resonated with. I would take like dance classes, specifically jazz. So that's always like kind of female pop. It's just always been what I vibed with, just like the happy fun. Like I've just always gravitated towards also just female voices and their stories. And they've always resonated with me more probably. Did you ever have like a poster on your wall of Lady Gaga or something like that? You know, do people even put posters of things up anymore? Is that... Is that something that, you know, kind of died with my generation? I have, like, random Amazon posters on my wall. They're, like, angel numbers and different stuff. Very cool. I love that. (laughs) But I feel like if my parents let me put posters up, my walls would have been just plastered with. Every single one of your stars. Yeah. Posters are still around, Jake. They're still around. I'm just making sure. They're still happening. happening. They sell them at the book fair. (laughs) 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 They're accessible. (laughs) I mean, you're, you know, pretty awesome in your own arena and have a great big following. Have you had a chance to meet any of your pop star idols? Ooh, good question. Yeah, that's really one of the ones um, which she was more, I guess, kind of off of Disney, like a, a little bit less like pop star, but also like still in the, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Sophia Carson, but she was such an incredible singer. And I got to meet her at the Billboard, like at Women in Music Awards a few years ago. And that was just so cool because I ended up meeting her through like someone that I met backstage and they're like, oh, you know who Sophia Carson is? I'm like, 
yeah, of course, I literally grew up watching her on Disney. Like, her voice is phenomenal. Like, all of her songs and everything she puts out, like, she's so amazing. He's like, I'll take you to meet her after. Come with me. And then just, like, Swedish had, like, a 20-minute conversation. I was like, my heart, like, most genuine, kind person. That is so awesome. Isn't it nice when you meet someone that you really idolize and then you're like, that was worth it because they were amazing. Yeah, but I also never, like, if I have a bad interaction with someone, I try to almost never take it personally because I always think, like, what if they were having, like, a bad day and just, like, yeah. you know, like, they're really sick or there's a bunch of things going on that I don't. So it's, like, off of, like, one interaction, how much can I really judge? That's definitely a good point. Is it Taylor Swift who is has the most credence with your generation? I really think so, especially with everything that's gone on, like specifically, I feel like since 2020 forward, like when she put out both Folklore and Evermore during quarantine, while also all the re-recordings, all of her music is getting re-celebrated and it's proven to be so timeless, the fact that she's able to put out these re-records, obviously due to unfortunate circumstances. But the way that they're hitting almost even more now and people are rediscovering her music proves how timeless it is. I think so too. Agreed. I just remember she's always been to me very candid on social media. Like I remember she was one of the first people to do something crazy. Like she streamed her like retainer appointment with her orthodontist or something like that way long ago before anybody was doing anything like real. You know what I mean? And it just gives her like a certain sort of approachability, I think. Definitely. I wasn't really on social media as much when Taylor was, I think, having more like it was right when she released Fearless because I, yeah. I will joke about how she really, truly was fearless. And it's her with the Joe Jonas doll. And she's like, yeah, yeah, cheated on me. Like, it's just this live stream of her talking <laughs> about the doll and how he cheated <laughs> on her. Like, oh, my God. And she was just so funny. So funny. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> so if you were to write a pop song but not a parody not the one that's been released but your own like from your heart and maybe you're not going to be the one performing it but you're going to be like you know one of the collaborators creating the lyrics what would the subject be do you think that's such a good question I feel like I would just want to do something that's like very like confident and uplifting but not in like a super cheesy way which is like hard to do because it's also like what's your definition of cheesy but I would want to make something that feels like empowering you know yeah. I mean, that's important. That's like what, from me extrapolating why you like this music and the female pop stars is because it is empowering, you know? It's taking the female experience and making it accessible through music and fun and attainable, but you can still talk about like serious things. 100%. You just summed that up so well. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> is there a pop star, a female pop star that is maybe lesser known that you want to shine the light on? Oh, off the top of my head, I think that there's so many up-and-coming artists. I'm just so mainstream with my music. It's like I'll hear a song from like an artist and I'll be like, oh my God, that's so good. And I'll forget to listen to the rest of theirs. You can think about it and let us know like on Twitter or like even after this episode, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, I do want to ask another question though. Just in music in general, it doesn't have to be just female pop stars for a second. Do you have a guilty pleasure that you are like kind of embarrassed to admit that you love? It could be one song. Like, I love Chumbawamba. I get knocked down. It's the stupidest song, but I uh, <laughs> love it. It's embarrassing. 
I don't really have any. I feel like there's not much embarrassment I have behind my music taste because obviously I love it. But I guess like some people like musical theater, but I get like something about musical theater sometimes gets me like hyped up. Or people used to dog on like Ed Sheeran when he's so incredibly talented. I think that he's so amazing. <laughs> but I love Ed Sheeran. Why did people like hate on him? I honestly think it just boiled down to like the appearance, honestly, which is really sad because people were just really mean to him. I know. People were so mean to him. And people can be mean to red- redheads sometimes, you know? It's not cool. Right, Brooklyn? It's not cool at not all. Not cool. <laughs> Paint me a picture of a Friday night inviting your friends over. What are you guys going to play? What are you guys going to do? And how are you guys going to get like energized and jammed up to hang out? This sounds like my weekends. This sounds like me like with my roommates on, like during the night. We're probably going to put on like some Doja, some Beyonce, like kind of the current just like you know, I love that. and just have conversation. But then all of a sudden we'll hear a part during the song. We'll all just start looking at each other and like dancing and vibing with it and having fun. Like music is like the universal equalizer in that way. Like you can literally be anywhere in the world. And I'm pretty sure if like, don't stop believing the journey song comes on, everyone is going to start singing. It brings people together. It facilitates like good relationships. I don't know. It's it's so important. As an artist, for me, I'm not a singer, but music influences my art so much. And the, I guess that's another question because you are a content creator. So when you're getting an idea for one of your videos and for one of your TikToks, obviously there's different types of TikToks. And when you're doing one that's not like basically storytelling or vlogging, what is your idea for some of your more creative content? Does music factor in there? Oh my gosh. I think that music has such an influence over like all art in life. It just in so many different things it feeds back in specifically for me with social media. um, Whether it's listening to the beats for how I'm going to time and like film the clips or the lyrics for different expression and just reaction. It's just kind of whatever I'm feeling and taking my own take of just even a small snippet of a song. Even when it comes down to like those kind of more silly meme trends it's like reinventing the lyrics into your own take you know so it's so cool to see this art translated in so many different ways mm-hmm. i love that let me ask you a question brooklyn you're on a desert island and for some reason there are three cds there and a cd player what three albums do you pick one off the top of my head that i would want is jack johnson in between dreams That is just like the epitome of an album. Like you're on an island, like calm. Probably a Taylor Swift album. I don't know which one I have to go. I'd have to like mathematically like figure out. That's a debate in itself. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. So that's two. That's two. And then the third. Ooh. Maybe like a Lady Gaga. I would need like something kind of hype and then like more amped up. So that I have like a good mix of like three, you know? I like that. That is a good mix. Those are three very distinct artists who do three very distinct things. Mm-hmm. All right. And to that note, let's do some like rapid fire reactions oh, yeah. to a couple different names and ideas. And just the first thing that comes to your head. Just one word. Okay. Kelly Clarkson. Phenomenal. Adele. Oh my God. I just, I think about them and I'm just like, wow, like <laughs> phenomenal. Like they're just so talented. Like it's just because there's so much for me to unpack with me. Lizzo. Flute. The glass flute. She plays yes. the flute. That's what, yeah. <laughs> Britney Spears. Dancer, like performer. Let's see. Dance songs versus ballads. Ooh. If I'm in the mood for a ballad, I love it because typically ballads go like more deeper and more emotional. 
but sometimes I just can't be listening to that and I just want to turn my brain off more and have a, have a moment. Concert versus home. I've been leaning to home more recently. Yeah. Bring music in my own space because people are so on their phones. Musician versus musician actor. Musician actor, because I feel like it goes hand in hand. With being a mm-hmm. pop star, right? You got to have the acting ability too. Yeah. And last one, Avril Lavigne. Oh my gosh. This isn't one word, but I just remember playing Just Dance specifically to like her song Girlfriend over and over and over again. That was like my dance for like three, four years. And, you know, they have a a theory about Avril Lavigne that she died in the early 2000s and got replaced with a lookalike. So, yes, maybe it's real, maybe it's not. But I love Skater Boy. If you've not heard of that theory, you have because I can tell by your face, you're like, what is he talking about? You need to Google it after this. (laughs) It's crazy. It's crazy. Before we go to the love letter, let's get into sort of the why. We've tapped into it a little bit, like power and like community. But why like female pop stars, female pop music, Brooklyn? I just feel very connected. And I feel like one thing that all of these stars have in common is that they're very empowered and very confident within themselves in one way or another. And that just really resonates with me. Sometimes when I don't feel as confident, like during the day, it's like I almost try to emulate and imagine myself as this pop star and this persona in a way because it gets you out the door and it gets you feeling like yourself again and feeling confident so that it's like not really a persona because it's just thinking of like the higher, better version of yourself, if that makes sense. So I remember that they're doing it. So I kind of look up to that too, because, you know, we all don't feel at 100%. I bet they don't feel at 100% all the time. But then they still, so I'm like, why can't I do that and bring that energy with myself? I love that. That's where the term fake it till you make it comes from. You know what I mean? Exactly. I am with you. It's part of practicing positivity too, is like retraining yourself to think, you know, a certain way and to do a certain way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It takes work. And and I think music really, I know myself, you know, I deal with depression and I know music allows me a place to go and to uplift my mood when I need it, you know? So it's, it's pretty powerful. 100% because then even sometimes if I feel like super alone like I'm battling my mental health and it's just like I'm alone like I can put on this music and feel connected with something else and not only remember all these other people have streamed this and like connect and resonate with it and it just does make you feel less alone it makes you feel even your emotions that you can't express it like brings it out I know that feeling Brooklyn so yes that is awesome and on that note Brooklyn could you please regale us with a love letter your love letter to female pop stars Dear just my female pop icons, thank you for empowering me every day, even when I'm not feeling at 100% and giving me a reason truly to get up and dance at any point, any time, even in the middle of a grocery store. Love, Brooklyn. Love, Brooklyn. I love it. That was great, Brooklyn. That was really, that was a lot of fun. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep, the application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs, just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I think that was really poignant when, you know, Brooklyn made the observation that the difference between a pop star and 
just a singer is the whole package, the yes. whole performance, the yes. costumes, the wardrobe, the choreography, the dancing, the storytelling, the this, the that, you know, it, it kind of was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's got to be another level. I mean, I guess you would call Celine Dion a pop star. I, I I don't know if I really would. She's not really a pop star. She's like... She's a world-class singer. Like, she's an yeah. amazing singer. She's a classic. Classic. But I still feel like a step above her is like J-Lo, who just is like singer, actor, pop star, superstar. You know, and I feel like a lot of these women we discussed today have that potential, like a Billie Eilish or Ariana Grande is already doing it. You know, it's crazy. Right. I mean, I feel like... The same to that note with J-Lo, the same with Beyonce, like Destiny's Child pop group, then Beyonce pop star. But now Beyonce is just like a superstar. Queen B. She's evolved past the term pop star. Same with J-Lo, same with Celine. But it's a very like, you know, there is that that niche for pop star. I think you got to be in your late teens, early 20s. You got to have a certain amount, like Mm -hmm. a certain energy, a certain lightness to most of your songs maybe not all of them but most of them because there's a difference between these pop stars and divas like mariah carey's a diva there's a different thing you know like like you wouldn't just lump them all together maybe it's like a christmas album if you have a well but then a lot of people katy perry has christmas album well katy perry's kind of a diva i'm just saying she's kind of into that well, I mean, the documentary that was made about her w- around the time her and Russell Brand uh-huh. were breaking up is yeah. so good. You know, she was raised as like a gospel, like a Christian singer. I know. That's idea. what they were trying to push her as. They were really trying to fit her into this like mold of like Christian singer. She grew up singing in church. She grew up like, you know, just singing these gospel and, and Christian songs. And she eventually was like, this is not working for me. I'm not able to express myself. And that's That's when she, you know, went and started doing her own thing and became obviously hugely successful. It's crazy. We could talk about these female pop stars all day. And talking with Brooklyn, though, was a delight. I mean, I honestly, I was surprised at her knowledge of, well, first off, Taylor Swift, but of all these pop stars, both new and old. She really wasn't lost when we threw out some old names. No, not at all. Okay, Jake, who's your favorite? If you had to pick one. Oh, my gosh. If I had to pick one. Female pop star, ride or die, it might be Lady Gaga. Yeah. She blows me away, her acting. Oh, yeah. I saw her in American Horror Story. I was blown away. She is a superstar in my eyes. I'm not a Taylor guy. I'm not a... Katy Perry's cool, too, but like, mm mm-mm. But for me, I feel Lady Gaga. I love her. I absolutely love her. And A Star is Born is like... Her performance in that is she's, unbelievable. She's truly, truly amazing. If Beyonce did a little more acting, I feel like Beyonce could be also in the category of, of Lady Gaga. But she's doing the family thing right now with Jay-Z. She's American so. royalty. That's the way I look at Beyonce. Throw some acting roles in there and she's good. Right. There's very few who can transcend all, like, Oprah's another. If she sang, now then we would have another. <laughs> Oprah know? doesn't need to sing, okay? And Oprah... She could be anything. She could be president. Oh my she gosh. She's my original like female hero, Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> but on that anyway, note. <laughs> yes, to that note, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Fanatics. Please follow us on Twitter at We Are Fanatics and WeAreFanatics.com for all our episodes. Take a listen. Sharing is caring. So share with a friend. And we will see you guys next Thursday. Woohoo. Take care, everybody. Bye. 
Hey guys, and before you go, coming on next week to Fanatics, we have Byron Mann. Yes, you guys know him from uh, The Expanse, Altered Carbon, Arrow, Ages of Sealed, Blood and Treasure, everything. And he even wrote, produced, and started his own romantic comedy, The Modelizer. I can't wait to see that. Byron is coming on to talk about his own fanaticism of romantic comedies. See you guys next week. Thank you for listening to Fanatics, a Roddenberry podcast. For more episodes and info, head over to wearefanatics.com or tweet your Fanatics thoughts and stories at wearefanatics. Yes, that's we are F-A-N-A-D-D-I-C-T-S. Our show is hosted by Claire Kramer and me, David Magadoff. Produced by me, Claire Kramer, and Kelsey Goldberg. Executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Our sound engineer and editor is Elizabeth Joy Windham, and you can thank Stephen Mudd for our theme song. Catch us next Thursday for another Fanatics episode. Fanatics.